Yo, 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 what's going on, folks? Welcome back to the No Sleep Startup Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Montgomery, and this is episode 48. You guys doing all right? It's good to talk to you guys, man. I've had a busy week so far. I usually try to record these earlier in the week, but sometimes can't get to it, you know? Um, But I'm going to stay dedicated to doing this weekly. You know, like I said before, this is a good kind of mental um mental exercise for myself i get to put things down uh, that helps people and also helps me kind of chart the uncharted sometimes uh helps me reflect on things i've done in the past things i want to do things that are currently happening um but yeah i get so many notifications i forget to turn my phone off i i do this thing um you guys know about google alerts you know that if you don't you can go to just look up google alerts and you can put in phrases um i put in like exact match phrases for my clients uh so you know quotation client name in quotation or another quotation however that works and google will send you an update uh you can set it for daily or weekly and they'll let you know when that has been mentioned across the web so at the end of every day, I get all these Google alerts, so I get to kind of um, stay updated on any PR my clients are receiving. Um, you know what? That's a good little tip. You can do that. You can do that, and if somebody's, you know, talked about your client somewhere, or you know, if it's a competitor or anything like that, that's just valid data that you can, you know, gives you uh, an excuse to hit up your client and be like, "Hey, I saw your mention here. That's awesome." And it makes you feel, makes them feel like you're a part of their company, probably. Um, yeah, that's a good little, good little trick there um, that you can take. That one's free. Put your client name in. Stay up to date with what they're doing. It automates it so you don't always have to search. It updates you daily. And you can say, hey, I noticed you were mentioned over here. Is this true? Maybe we should write a blog about it. Maybe we should do some social around it, right? Whether it's good or bad. If it's good stuff, then they should probably own that content, meaning they should write something on it. So let them write something on it. Let them know about it, right? It's your client. They look good, you look good. You look good, they look good. That's how it works. <sighs> Anyways, what's been going on this week? Uh, my daughter had two teeth pulled. That was traumatizing. <laughs> so... Uh, the better part of the early week was taken up. Um, worked from home. Worked from home. Didn't go into the office. Uh, work from home is always kind of weird. You know, now that I've been going in every day and, you know, we're out of COVID times, really. So I enjoy being around my partners, my, you know, the people I work with, um, but sometimes working from home is pretty cool. Here's a trick for, for working from home. To get into the work spirit, put on some shoes. <laughs> it's that simple. Put on shoes. Get out of bed, make the bed, put on shoes. Well, get dressed. <laughs> get dressed, put on shoes. 
make you feel like you started your day, even if you haven't left your bedroom, you know? So work from home. Um, one thing about work from home. So we, I live out on the lake, like the lake's right there. And, uh, a lot of times it's a cool backdrops for like, if you're doing zoom videos, you know, that's also important. If you're doing zoom calls, make sure your background is up to par. Make sure you have good lighting. So like, um, I experimented with that uh, blur feature, you know, you get on a call with someone and their whole thing's blurred in the background, and sometimes it looks kind of awkward if they don't uh, have good lighting in front of them, but if you have good lighting in front of you and you do that blur feature, oh, psh, looks beautiful. So, that's one thing I learned from working from home. Uh, also, my dog is a lunatic, and he will want my attention the moment I get on a call, so... Way to go, Charlie. You're a lunatic. Today, I want to, I want to just, I want to, this is going to be broad, but I had the thought, because I had lunch today with a, with a old friend, he's a CPA, uh, well, he's a, still a friend, CPA, um, which is a whole different field than I know anything about, right? CPA, account, accounting work, finances, all that stuff that goes into a lot of stuff that we do, but I never touch. So it's always cool talking to him, getting his perspective. But I also had lunch with a, a friend a few days ago. And he's an entrepreneur, and he's starting up the stuff, and he's getting traction. And it's really cool to see him do. Um, and I kind of look at, I was thinking about the two of them, right? The, the, the How opposite they are. And, you know, one, the CPA... I mean, he works in numbers, he works in finance. A lot of the stuff that he deals with is unchanging, right? Like, a lot of it is pretty solidified. Like, this is how things are done. I mean, you're dealing with numbers. You're dealing with money, numbers, spreadsheets. It all matters 100% in his world, right? The only things that change, really, are, like, maybe the software you use to, to uh, you know, take care of whatever mathematics he has to take care of uh and then i look at my other friend and what he's involved with is constantly changing right it's it's, it's always developing he works a lot in like like with people and like bringing them into spaces where they can communicate and like grow business together and all this but there's so much ever changing and and i got i, I really everything everything changes okay especially in this creative world, in this entrepreneurial world, everything's always changing. And that's something that, one, is exciting for sure. You know, that's one exciting part about doing your own thing. But two, it's a little bit scary in a sense of, let's say you, you build something up and it's working. It's working tremendously, right? Or better than you thought it would. Um... At some point, that thing is going to shift and change, right? Could be a year from now, it could be five years, could be 10 years, could be 20 years, but at some point it's going to change. Ah, excuse me, drinking a iced Americano. Um, and a lot of times, you know, when I'm mentoring people, I see people, I talk to people and they're like, you know, I've had this idea for a while and I think I'm going to start it. And I say, what's the idea? And they tell me the idea. And I say, well, how long have you had this idea? And they say, for the past 
two or three years. And I always want to ask, like, has that idea progressed over these past two or three years? Or are you stuck on that idea? Because, how do I, how do I put this? Your initial idea, right, <laughs> to start whatever business is, it is, or idea it is, if you've had it for a while, it's going to require a lot of tweaking if you launch it now. Does that make sense? You know? Because everything's constantly changing. And I, I don't know, this could just be my anxiety of like, you know, we are where we are, but I'm always having to look at what's next. You know, always. I have that in my, I, I, I um, did some contract work a couple years ago for this guy, older gentleman, uh, and he owns an agency that does, actually he relies on um, RFPs, requests for proposals, if you don't know what that is. And um, a lot of people who do like these enterprise requests for proposals, they pay to have access to like a database of companies looking for uh, agencies to handle work for them. And with when you work with enterprise companies or even like governmental stuff, they will they are required to um, send out this like press release saying we are looking for an agency that handles X, Y, Z. And we are now accepting proposals from agencies. Okay. And then you look at all the requirements and then you go with your team or maybe it's just you and you put together like a hell of a proposal and you submit it and you hope that you win the job. Okay. So this guy lives off of RFPs. Um, If you read the win without pitching manifesto, actually, if you follow the author, uh, he talks about not submitting RFPs. He has a really cool way around it. I would look into that. That's what we do. Uh, but this guy lives off of it. And he's been in this business, like this marketing advertising world, for like 25, 30 years. Right? And he wins a lot of these RFPs because he's got a lot of testimonials, he's got a lot of case studies. I think his RFPs are over 80 pages, which is, I mean, insane. Um, Way too much work for us to do right now. But he's at the point now when he wins these, he has to find vendors to do the work. Okay? So let me just, let me say that again. He owns a marketing and advertising agency. He's had it for 30 years. He wins a job because he's shown... I can complete all the stuff you need to you need done for the next 12 months. And then he takes that deal and hires out vendors to handle certain aspects of it, right? So his profit goes from 100% to maybe 20% because he's paying out these vendors. You know what I mean? And I don't know about you guys, but for me that that's scary. Okay, because I feel like if I own a company and I win a proposal, my company should receive all of that, all the benefits. We should reap the benefits, right? We worked our butts off to make the proposal. Now we're going to do the work and get paid for said work, right? Opposed to dishing it out. But, But the thing is, because I feel like he didn't follow all that changed, 
like when he, when he talked to me, when he talked to other people that he hired to do this job, here was here here's what here's what was said. Hey, uh, can you do X Y Z? Actually, for us, it was content writing. Do you guys handle content writing? We say, yep. He said, okay, cool. Can you send me a proposal of yours? And this is the work I need. And I said, yep. And he just copied, pasted, uh, copied and pasted it into his stuff. And then he did that with eight other other vendors, copied and pasted to their their stuff into the proposal. And he won it. And then he didn't follow up on anything until the work was done. He said, thank you. And I never heard back from the guy. <laughs> and he didn't ask, like, how are you going to accomplish it? Um, what's the timeline? Like, you know, none of that. And I don't know how well he's doing now. I haven't heard from him in a while. But I, I don't see how someone could do that. I don't see how I can say to a company, yes, I can do that. And then go find someone to do it and not be at least intrigued with how they do it. You know what I mean? I feel like that would, if that was my whole gig, I'm just a connector and I'm going to, you know, get people together to do this job. I would at least want to know how they do it so I could sell it better on my end. You know what I mean? But I find time and time again, a lot of people just aren't keeping up with what's changing in their industry. Why is that? You know, if you go to school for this, let's say you go to school for marketing, right? You go to school for marketing and then you get a job at an agency. That agency is probably going to do 1% of what you learned in that school. Now, I'm not downing school, man. Go to school for it. Learn it. If that's your, if that's how you learn, go do it by 100,000%. But just know when you get to an agency, they're going to have their way of doing it, of doing things because they've learned along the way what works best for them, for the jobs they get, you know? And don't think because you come into an agency that what, you, what you're doing now, you're going to keep doing because hopefully that agency is consistently changing. Now, how do they do that? The people in the agency are passionate about what they do and they're keeping track with what's changing. I think I talked about this in an earlier episode, but you got to stay on top of your trends. Stay on top of what's trending in your industry. I don't mean your hobby. I don't mean uh, I paint. What's going to change in painting? I don't mean a hobby or a passion or anything like that. But I do mean your industry, especially new tech in your industry. You know, four four years ago, I want to say four years ago. When um, programmatic advertising, you know, was coming about and this stuff. If you don't know programmatic, just look up programmatic advertising. And uh, it's it's really interesting. Uh, again, that's one thing you should know about, right? If you think adverti- digital advertising is just Facebook, Instagram, look deeper. <laughs> it gets pretty insane, right? Four years ago... Um, when I saw in a few industries that this wasn't being done right, we went out and we went out and see, there's my dog. He's a lunatic. Uh, <laughs> we went out at Charlie. Stop it. You know what he's barking at? A deer. He sees a deer and he's losing his mind and he's six pounds. So, uh, 
I'm sure he could murder a deer if he wanted to. I don't know. Um, anyways. <laughs> so, programmatic. Four years ago, uh, saw what was happening in the industries I was working with, said, we can do this better, right? So how do we, so we said, how do we get our hands on a DSP that we can send out advertising to, right? Or through. Um, when I tell you I, I had to lock myself away for like two months to figure this all out, that's what I did. Because it was so important to me, and I knew like this is the new wave, so we have to get on top of it right now so we can offer this as a service, right? Uh, and we just dug in, right? And I had calls with these people in Singapore, these people in Israel, these people in Texas, these all around the world. I'm telling you, two months locked away until we finally got solid and said, okay, we can build this ourselves. Um, that's what we're going to have to do. Uh, we did it. And it's changed already. <laughs> so I, that was four years, right? Four years where we shifted from just digital marketing over to digital advertising in this really, really uh, defined way of advertising. And now it's changed. Okay. And you better believe I'm on top of it because I've been watching the trends along the way. What are we doing that's becoming antiquated? Meaning, you know, old, not relevant anymore. And how can we find a way to stay on top of what's new? Now, I do know this. I know you know, diving into something new, offering a new, offering a new service, that's scary territory, especially if you have something that's been working for a while. But I'm, I'm urging you to stay on top of what's new. You know, what are some ways I can do that? What are some ways you can do that? I like to sit in on demos. Okay, you know, you get those emails where it's like, or maybe you don't, but you will, you definitely will. Or maybe you get a LinkedIn message or something like that. And someone's like, hey, I see that you do this and this. I went to your website, I see you do this. We offer X, Y, Z. We'd love to sit down with you and show you what we have. I sit in on those demos when I have time. Um, and don't feel bad about sitting in on a, on a demo if you don't buy the software or if you don't buy, you know, the service. Because a lot of them, a lot of people get paid based off the demos they give, right? So they... They have a CRM and then they say, okay, I got this appointment and then I'm had the appointment. I got the demo and now they're a qualified lead and they send it off to a salesperson. So they did their part. Cool. Don't feel bad about sitting on a 30 minute demo with someone. But in those demos, I ask questions. Hey, why'd you guys do this? Uh, why'd you build this portion? Why is that important? Right? Pick their brain. When we built out our, our uh, programmatic, our omni-channel programmatic, um, DSP or whatever. Um, that's why I was locked away for two months, you know, finding other people who were like building kind of lightweight DSP, stuff like that. And I just have calls. Well, what, you know, what's that mean? How do you acquire that? Why is this price this way? You know, why is the functionality this way? You know, how'd you get those connections? What are, what are the exchanges? How do you get in contact with them? How do I make a private private deal? You know? Had to figure it out. I had like eight whiteboards going, <laughs> connecting the dots. <laughs> Came into a lot of smoke and mirrors, too. So a lot of smoke and mirrors. If there, I'll say, let me just segue, or not segue, but uh, what's the word? When you 
sidebar. Let me sidebar. Um, if you're, if you have clients, right, and they are paying other people for services that are kind of in your realm of things, right? So we do digital marketing, but they're paying another client or another company to handle their, you know, uh, TV, right? Or something like that. I like to dig in there too. Okay. Who'd you hire to, to handle your TV? Okay. What are they doing there? Oh, great. What kind of metrics do you see there? Right. Cause I want to see how I can better what I'm doing. And asking your clients questions like that and digging in and seeing like, it's just, it's important. I think even if you're a copywriter, you know, you write copy for the website, you write copy for social media. You want to say, Hey, who's running your TV ads? You know, where are they getting the scripts from? How do you come up with that? Can I sit in those meetings? You know, you might run into something like, I mean, now, uh, copywriters, it's a uh, oof. You see, you've seen these these AI writers. I'm sure you have. If not, uh, go to um, go to Uber Suggest and look at their beta tool for content writing. I mean, you put in a couple keywords and what tone of voice you want it written in, and I mean, it writes paragraphs on the topic, and it's all unique. And you can put in your website or other people's website, and it'll write it that way. Yikes. That's one thing, you know, that's one thing you need to be kind of keeping your eye out on. You know, transcription services. There are people who have made a lot of money off of transcribing audio in the past few years. That's that's kind of getting that's getting murky, you know. <laughs> Who's to say I can't uh, hop on a service that pays, I don't know, 50 cents a, a minute? Right. Or maybe no, maybe less, maybe like five cents a minute for transcribing. And I get the audio file and I put it on a microphone and put it into the speaker and then have an AI transcriber write it all for me. And I said, just submit that. And I do that eight hours a day. I make five hundred dollars a day. Whew. Stock imagery. You know, there are people who go out and they take pictures of leaves and they put those pictures of leaves up on on uh, sites like uh, Adobe Stock. And then people buy the licensing for them. Now, you can go to an AI service and say, uh, autumn leaves falling over a, um, a, a, a on a, a, the staircase of an outdoor deck. And it'll make that image. <laughs> and you've bypassed the person who took the picture, the camera that took the picture, all the time they spent uploading it, tweaking it, and you've just told the machine, hey, I need, I need a picture of Elon Musk uh, with a stapler, holding a stapler like a phone, uh, and uh, walking uh, octopus <laughs> on a leash. And you got it. Who would have thought 10 years ago that writing could become automated? That goes back to it. Everything's changing. How can you adapt this? How can you pull this stuff into what you do? How can you? I'm, I'm asking you. <laughs> Content writing, ma'am. You go to you go to, you go to these AI writers. You say, "Hey, I want to write 200, uh, 2,500 words on this topic." 
and it spits it out. Maybe you can call your, let's say, okay, I've, I've worked with law firms before. They, they need a lot of content. Sometimes to rank, they need unique content. So our content writers write content on it. But now you could say, hey, listen, we have a new tool. It writes the content for you. Okay. So we're going to utilize that tool for our smaller blogs. And then we're going to bake everything we've been doing into a larger article. So our article will be published each month. Uh, and we're going to push that, but we're also going to use this AI tool um, to supplement that. So you'll have one long article on a certain you know case you, you managed or something like that, and then we'll create these other ones around it to kind of you know boost that article up. And they say, oh, okay. So then you, they're not getting a call from a guy saying, hey, we have AI writing. Uh, you can fire your content writer right now. And they say, oh, cool. I'd rather pay $10 a month than pay this guy 500 a month to write my content. See what I mean? You got to work it in somehow. You know, I'm not saying all this to to scare you like, oh man, my industry is going to be gone. No, you have to work with it. You have to work with the changes. You know? Transcription services. I mean, I just said, you know, put a mic up to a thing, whatever. (laughs) Stock imagery. You know, you got to think about those industries that really, really need the photos you take and maybe niche down to just those. And and I don't know. I don't know. You know, um, another way to look at how things are changing. Um, some companies offer open uh, roadmaps. Have you seen these? I think they're the coolest things in the world. We don't we don't do it because we don't have like a a, a SaaS product that millions of people use, but some do. If you look at just type in buffer um, buffer open roadmap, and you can go to their roadmap and see what their company has planned for the next year to build out on their platform. Isn't that cool? That's a really cool way to kind of look and see what's going without like doing all the research yourself. You say, okay, this company makes millions, maybe maybe tens of millions of dollars. Let me see what they think is up next. Right? Then you can kind of get ahead of the game, get ahead of your competition, because then you can start looking into those things. Let's let's do this. Hold on. Let's look up buffer open road map. Uh here we go. Buffer transparent. Product roadmap. Okay. So it's on Trello. Trello is a cool board. Uh, so they have five kind of five columns. One is about the roadmap, about the roadmap. Second is exploring. Third is in progress. Fourth is done. And then five leaving it for now. So that's kind of cool. They're letting people know, Hey, we're exploring these options. Cause I'm sure on their site, you can submit ideas like, Hey, it would be better if we could do X, Y, Z. They maybe discuss it with their team put it into the exploring column and now they're exploring the possibilities of implementing that into their product. Uh, they're just in progress stuff they've actually done. So let's even look at, let's look at exploring. Okay. And if you don't know what buffer is, buffer is a platform where you can go in and uh, post, uh, you can schedule out social media posts on every platform. They all go at once. There's special links for you. It's really cool. If you're doing like, if you're managing multiple uh, social media accounts. Uh, so let's look at their exploring. Okay. Oh, look, look at the second one. The second one says leveraging AI for content creation. (sighs) 
What did we just talk about? Let's see what they say. Ever wanted a helping hand when writing your posts? Well, AI might be able to help. We're exploring how AI could be used for content creation in Buffer. <laughs> oh boy. So that's what you, social media people, that's what you're competing with. You're competing with iRobot. You're competing with iRobot. Now you got to become, spoiler alert, Will Smith and iRobot and have that robotic arm that nobody knows about. Right? Oh, great analogy, Dominic. You got to become that a little bit. You got to find a way to make it work for you. You know what I mean? Leveraging AI for content creation. Ooh, what if you told a client, hey, listen, I know we had a deal. Uh, we're doing three social media posts for you a week at X amount. We're going to triple that. But the other content is going to be AI created. Something we're experimenting with. I think you'll love it. And they say, wow, triple the output. Let's do it. Right? You run some tests. You get them involved. Holy cow. Now they're on your side. You got that. You got that. Uh, uh iRobot arm. You know what I mean? Let's look at some other ones. Schedule blog posts. Uh, you can do that with WordPress. Cool. Um, ooh, TikTok analytics. Okay. Oh, I see. So what people are doing, okay, they allow other people to put in things into exploring and then they comment on it. Okay, that's kind of cool. Um, in progress. Uh, save content, ideas, and inspiration. So they're working on that. How's that work? We're working on a place within Buffer to save and collaborate on content ideas. It could be an image, a video, or some copy. That's kind of cool. Scheduling Twitter threads. That's really awesome. Uh, and then done. You know, some of the stuff. Direct publishing for Instagram carousel posts. TikTok direct publishing. Native LinkedIn videos. I mean, they've done a lot here. They've done so much. There's so much scrolling to look at. Hashtag analysis. Location targeting for IG. Anyways, look at this stuff, guys. You know? Stay up to date. So you don't get blindsided by your competitor now offering something called Boofer. <laughs> and they're just upcharging Buffer. You know that happens. Come on. You know that happens. Oh, man. Um, and then, you know, with everything changing, so are you, man, woman, man or woman, so are you, you're changing, right? That guy that has that business, that marketing business for 30 years, you know, he's grown up. I'm, we've grown up now. I've had Montgomery group for 10 years. I got kids, you know, we got new, how the kids are in sport. Time is very, very much more valuable to me now than it was when we started you know kids responsibilities that's changing too so how do I find things that are that are new that can improve my lifestyle now you got to think about that too where are you and I hate to say this where are you going to be and what, what's your business look like in 10 years it's real it's really hard to pinpoint but it's not hard to say consistently upgrading consistently improving staying up to trends maybe that that's a great answer where you see yourself in five years getting better still getting better that should be your answer if you go into a job interview 
Where you seeing yourself in five years? Still getting better. Always. I'd hire you right now. So, hey, nice to meet you. Hey, yeah, have a seat. What's your name? Jake. Jake, nice to meet you, man. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Getting better. Oh, interview done. You start tomorrow? Can you start tomorrow? Great. That's what. That's how it would go. You know? And if you said it with some emphasis, like, hey, where do you see yourself in five years? Still getting better. Take my job. Here's my seat. You come around this side of the desk. Come on. Come on. Come over here. There you go. See you tomorrow. That's how that will work. <laughs> that makes sense. I know. I'm just I'm going on and on about the same thing. But stay up to date, guys. Don't have an idea and sit on that idea for three years and expect that idea to work the same way you thought it three years ago. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm rambling about. I'm going to let you guys go. I got to go work out and uh, and get in, I got to find a new show to watch. If you have any suggestions, hit me up, please. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Dominic, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-K underscore T-M-G. That's Tango Mango Gango. Uh, you can always check us out at the Montgomery Group U-S and go check out the cool data stuff we're doing at AudienceRent.com. We're announcing new people there sporadically throughout the weeks uh so check that out i just made the ig i'm not gonna i'm just gonna post a picture anyways uh and if you are tired of business cards always check out link l-i-n-q go to their website link app use the code no sleep at checkout for 15 percent off your purchase thank you guys for listening until next time 